Hello, Gluttoneers! We are kicking off a three-part CannaQuest series on consumption. So we've talked about plant biology and structure, terpenes, cannabinoids, and we thought maybe it was time to take it back just a little bit and talk about how you actually experience or how you make that whole experience happen. We're starting with inhalation since it is still the most popular way for folks to consume, but we are breaking this up into these three parts, which is part one, as I said, which is inhalation. So we've got smoking, vaping, something else that my mom and I just invented and we'll talk about in the episode. (laughs) Part two will be ingestion. So we're talking your alcohol infusions, your butter infusions, your oil infusions, all the infusions. Part food and drink. Food and drink. Part three will be topical applications, which will mostly probably be centered around lotions and balms thank you it's like uh that word for stuff put on your skin (laughs) we might might also throw tinctures in there since those are supposed to be absorbed more than eaten so those will be the three parts of this consumption series (laughs) (laughs) we hope you enjoy part one where like Gretchen said we break it down between vaping and smoking so enjoy Okay, we are on. Let's do this. <laughs> Consumption, part one. <laughs> that felt perfect. I think, yeah, that was yeah. the only way to do this introduction. I, like uh, along the lines of, um, of course, now I can't remember the name of the actual song, but somebody, it's, it's from, oh, I think it's from like the, oh, now I can't even remember what musical it's from. Never mind. We, we won't <laughs> okay. go down this. Other, okay. I have no way of helping you guess without being able to describe. I don't know how well what's you in know your music. head. Yeah. It's like, and I, it depends on how many musicals you've watched or have been a fan of. It did remind me a little bit of Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. But it's I not that one. Not quite. Yeah. yeah. I want to say it's the music man, but now I'm not even sure if that's mm. right because it's like, it's the, oh, tradition. It's the, um, oh, fuck. Which musical is that from? I'm going to kick myself later when I think of it because it's, You'll think so, of it. it's so popular. Fiddler on the Roof, I think, is the... Is oh, Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof. Tradition. And somebody earlier this year did Insurrection. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. If it has a shun on it now, it's got to sound like that in my head. It has to be sung. Consumption! Part one. <laughs> Oh, okay. Hi, I'm Becca. (laughs) And I'm Gretchen. And we're both ridiculous. Yay. (laughs) So it has been a while, but we are back on a quest. (laughs) We will get, we will get the coconut shells one of these days. Yes. (laughs) It's it's a necessity. Real quick. Did we want to say what we're drinking first and what we're smoking? No, obviously no. not. No, 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 no. Today, I feel like we should start with before smoking and then introduce what we're drinking. Okay, so while we quest, we're both going to tell you a little bit about what we're smoking and what we're drinking. Gretchen, what are you enjoying while we chat about consumption? I'm sorry, while we chat about consumption. <laughs> consumption. <laughs> 
this is going to be the, just the whole episode. So I am enjoying Dom Pen today. Their Pineapple Coast Hybrid Half Gram All-in-One Vaporizer. So this is a middle-of-the-road hybrid from the little graph they have on the side of their box. More on the sativa side, but definitely very middle-of-the-road. More importantly, how are you responding to it so far? Apparently, it's making me a little bit ridiculous. And... (laughs) Making me forget the names of musicals. And that's always bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> but as far as like getting this episode done, might make it more fun. I don't know. We'll see. Right. We'll see. <laughs> Two little tiny hits. So I might do a, a third tiny hit if I can control myself. <laughs> Even if you can't, let's do it. So you said what the spectrum showed you on the box in terms of its sort of hybrid status. What about... It's THC and terpenes. No terpene data on this one. Oh. Yeah. Looks like they're, the lab they use for this guy doesn't do that. Is that or it's just such small concentrations, it's not worth picking up. So this is 83% THC by volume, and it does have 0.5% CBD. So okay ratio. Mm-hmm. Not the best. What are you enjoying today, Becca? It's called Granny Smith Apple. It has a 22.5% THC, and then terpenes in order of dominance are caryophylline, myrcene, and lemony. And I was telling you before we started recording that I noticed sometimes a little bit of a tendency with some of the strains to make my teeth clench a little bit. I have been trying to isolate that terpene and I'm circling around myrcene, but I don't know. So it's fun to explore. One of the things I'm really excited about talking about in this episode is the activation levels of these different terpenes. So this is going to be fun. And what are we drinking today, Gretchen? So this comes from the, I'm going to call it a blog, website blog with the grains. It's a Sergeant Pepper's old-fashioned cocktail. We're both did using you listen, bourbon. Oh, did you listen to the Beatles while you made it? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Next Maybe, So what makes this special is the honey simple syrup that you make that's infused with black peppercorns and thyme. Both Becca and I feel like it could use a bit more peppercorn because it's there... Mm-hmm. But since this is supposed to be Sergeant Pepper's old-fashioned cocktail, I would have thought they'd bring a little more of the pepper into it. Definitely agree. Pretty strong, and it is delicious. It definitely could use more peppercorn. And the reason we're talking about pepper, black pepper, or peppercorn is because we saw a fun fact that we didn't validate. So (laughs) we don't know if this is true or not. But if you are having sort of a negative endocannabinoid response to the cannabis you're enjoying. If you smell black pepper or chew on a black peppercorn, it can help combat those effects. We thought it would be kind of fun to find a cocktail with black pepper. And Gretchen had sent me these beautiful, long black peppercorns. So it was really fun to play around with that. I know. I was also excited to have a reason to do that. I also want to make cacioe pepe. Speaking of pepper. Oh, yes. I mean, that's very easy, but but worth doing. Can never go wrong with cheese and pepper. I mean, come on. Right. They're kind of like my favorite things. (laughs) So now you know what we're enjoying, both drinking-wise and 
what we're what we are consuming should we briefly mention how we're both consuming it you're using vaporizer pen i'm using a water pipe yeah i would call that a bubbler i mean it's a A bubbler. bubbler okay a bubbler and we'll explain a little bit more about both of those in a minute indeed one of the reasons we wanted to do this is because we are learning more and more about our own endocannabinoid systems and in an effort to better train our bodies to learn how to recognize our own responses to different strains. We wanted to really explore the methods of consumption. And we also wanted to check in on some of the latest findings because more and more research is coming out every day. Unfortunately, it does conflict often. And (laughs) so we are both just going to keep reading, keep learning. This is what we know as of now. (laughs) It will evolve. I can guarantee you that. (laughs) as more information comes out it will evolve that's sort of how science works so right (laughs) that's the exciting part the two parts of this section we're gonna go through vaporizing and smoking through each of those and we're gonna start with smoking well i also wanted to mention we we also we did decide to start with smoking and inhalation in general since that is still the most popular form of consumption i would say one of the most common first access points for many people. So we thought we'd kick it off. If some of this information is old to you, we apologize. If it's new to you, we hope it's helpful. We just wanted to talk through some of the basics of what we understand and are excited to learn more of because as we learn more about isolating our own responses to different strains, like I said, we can really figure out what helps us with anxiety, depression, pain, all those sorts of things. So this consumption journey is leading us down a new path of ways to prescribe our own medicine, really. I had a couple of questions that came up, though, throughout this process. (laughs) I just read Becca's first question. (laughs) Yeah. That says, do I still smoke a pipe because I'm being stubborn about not wanting to clean a vaporizer? (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) that is a fair question because... Well, after you told me that trick about the Dawn soap, it's so easy to clean. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, most vaporizers are guessing they're not that hard to clean, but they are a couple more steps than cleaning a pipe. And it sort of depends on the type you buy. I've been looking at more vaporizers online the last couple of days. So it's, it's pretty interesting, the variety that's out there. You know, a a pipe is always a quick and easy option and... Mm -hmm. I mean, now you can just buy pre-rolled joints and that's a lot of fun. So <laughs> my mom and I smoked earlier and I lit the joint in a bad way. So like it burned like halfway through like the middle oh, instead of like the whole end. So at a certain point, like it fell off. I was trying to tap off just the ashy part and see like where it was still lit and tapped it into a bowl. So my mom... I think we've developed a new way of smoking because it tapped it into a ceramic bowl and we're holding the bowl up to our faces and inhaling. Because <laughs> it was still lit. And we didn't want to waste it. Awesome. Yeah, it's resourceful. And so she called it a headshot. She called it a headshot. So I was like, well, all right, let's, let's, we've now developed a new thing. I love this. So that was my first question. 
am I being stubborn? My second question was, can a vaporizer help me better understand or narrow down which cannabinoids and terpenes my body responds to for certain needs? In my opinion, this is one of the main reasons that I started looking at vaporizers the other day. And I was like, maybe I really need to be tuning into this, like looking at a certain burn point and figuring out like where the most effective part of it is, because I've always liked doing the vaporizer a little bit better. It's just a little bit more of a pain in the ass. For me, part of the the not wanting to use a vaporizer thing is that it takes slightly longer to heat up and like get going. And, and you're right. It's kind of a pain in the butt to clean. Yeah. So. So we will see if our behavior changes after this. My last question was, should we not even be smoking cannabis at all? So <laughs> gasp. I'm not sure if I'm ready to embrace that reality, but I did. <laughs> debate it. <laughs> I mean, I, I think from most of the things I've read and my, I know my doctor would love it if I'd stop smoking <laughs> it. Right. So I think she wants me to not use it in general, but nah, that's not, that's not how we're not. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Thank you. But no. <laughs> so we will not probably get answers to all of these today. And mostly these can always leave us feeling like we have to learn more. We want to learn more. But here's where we're at. Those are some of the thoughts so far. We do want to give you just a quick reminder of what cannabinoids and terpenes are, since we'll be referencing those a lot today. These are what are responsible for the effects, aroma, flavor, and your experience while consuming cannabis. So they're very important because they're the activators of your own endocannabinoid response. We do talk a lot about these in our previous CannaQuest which are cannabinoids and terpenes. So if you want to learn more, go check those out. But all of this is kind of building on each other. You can kind of start at any point with all of our CannaQuest. Exactly. Because we started with terpenes and then we were like, this this was a weird place to start. <laughs> so yeah, so check out our CannaQuest on terpenes and cannabinoids because yes, we, we do a deeper dive on each of those things and they're very interesting in their own right. You should probably know about them. Definitely. You know, we know some things, but we also have forgotten <laughs> a lot of stuff now. <laughs> I know. I should re-listen. <laughs> no, it's like, there's a lot of our episodes I should re-listen to. It'd be very educational. <laughs> Speaking of educational, we are always trying to evolve, like we said, and one of the things we've seen lately is a desired to move away from referring to THC or CBD as psychoactive and non-psychoactive. We think it's sort of in a similar way to the way we're learning to move away from defining your body's reactions based on just indica or sativa, that we should really just only be talking about our own endocannabinoid response. Everyone is going to have a different reaction. I think I put in here like Gretchen and I are never going to have the same quote high because we don't have the same endocannabinoid system. So we can't keep sort of broad strokes trying to define an experience. So we're going to keep evolving our terminology. That's, I think, oh, I said, Gretchen, I will never have the same high. I wrote this down. I might be trying to eat all the cheese in the house while you're skipping around with the bunnies. We just don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean... Today, after I smoked the joint, I was thinking about food and decided that, you know, I need to try putting toasted sesame oil into caramel and see how that tastes, because I think that would be really good. Wow. Yeah. 
how when how did your mom respond to the same thing oh i i don't know she went out and gardened (laughs) so different reactions (laughs) maybe she ate that food though too we don't know (laughs) yeah i don't know (laughs) never know you never know so that we wanted to make those two quick notes before we keep moving on right I always thought it was interesting to use the word psychoactive anyway, because that always makes me think of like something akin to shrooms. It's such specific terminology mm-hmm. for such a wide range of experiences. So yeah. that makes sense that saying psychoactive never really sat well with you. Right. It's not my experience, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> and now on to all things inhalation. <laughs> So what exactly happens when you inhale cannabis, Becca? It's the inhalation of smoke or vapors that are released by heating the flowers or extracts of cannabis. So that means activating THC, CBD, any other naturally occurring terpenes. It's the actual putting the flame to the cannabis that heats and then releases those compounds, which are then inhaled as vapor into your lungs. And that vapor is then absorbed by the membranes in your lungs. So activate, then inhale. (laughs) That was perfectly said. (laughs) So they're activated by the heat, you inhale it, and then every person has a different response. I'm a little confused by this next bullet point where it says, whether or not you vape or smoke weed, you could the could it feel feel effects in seconds or minutes? I don't know why they distinguished it in this article, but basically it's saying, I think it just depends on all the things we talked about, but it could take a couple of seconds to feel a response. Or it could take a couple minutes. It Depending. Just vary uh, okay. the type of inhalation and your, your body's okay. reaction. Okay. I did see that regardless of how you inhale it, the THC level does typically peak after about 30 minutes. And it can take about an hour to three hours for the effects to wear off. And that's just for smoke, smoking because other, uh, other methods have different timelines. Eat, let's say eating. Let's just make it easy. Your body has to digest the food first. And then that has to hit your bloodstream before you're going to feel any of the cannabis effects. So smoking and vaping a lot faster, which is why most people seem to prefer it. It's, it's also easier to gauge your levels because you're only waiting minutes, not hours. <laughs> right. And you don't have to put nearly as much effort into exploring how your body responds. And potency is also a factor. Although it's really hard to tell with mine because it's 86% THC. So it's like, okay, well, that's most of it. Right. <laughs> 86% of one of my little hits is THC. Okay. That's why like some of the concentrates tend to be more potent as well because they're concentrated but we'll get into that a little bit later now that we've talked a little bit through about what inhalation is in general we did want to spend our most of our time today talking about smoking and vaporizing we are going to kick it off with smoking i saw this little anecdote fact that i thought was fun it says there's evidence that people were getting were i mean i'll say for this moment getting high even though we've already said we're going to try to just say people were experiencing an endocannabinoid response, but evidence goes <laughs> that's, back. That's that's a lot to say, Becca. That's a, that's that's a, a lot, lot to I ask know. for, for a every lot. single time. Like, 
<laughs> Maybe we can just say getting high is a, it's a little bit faster. Okay, so people were getting high up to 2,500 years ago. This is amazing. This is it's like old medicine. It's awesome. At least. At least. At least. At least. I mean, that's just evidence because think of how much evidence there isn't anymore. I mean, there you maybe go. they were smoking long before that, but we just would never know. Exactly. And as we said, we wanted to kick off with smoking since that's pretty much still the most popular and kind of traditional way to access cannabis. It's like, is it the most traditional way? But I think if we ever get into a his- do a history episode, maybe we'll find something different. But for now, we'll say yes. At least in the last hundred years or so, I think smoking is the most common way of consumption. Recreationally, not as a spiritual practice. We're Mm -hmm. talking just recreationally. Well, fine. If you want to limit us in that way, Becca, fine. We can be limited. (laughs) I like definition. (laughs) So smoking the flower continues to be the most popular way to consume. So you have two main types of smoking implements. You've got your joints and pipes, which are non-water implementing utensils. And then you have bongs or bubblers, which are have a water filter. Let's start with the joint because it's really the cheapest and easiest way to smoke your pot. If if you're a good roller, that is, because I think buying rolled joints might be slightly more expensive, but sometimes more fun because I am shit at rolling a joint. So, so joints are probably most common or what you see often <laughs> as a representation <laughs> of smoking. And like Gretchen said, it's cheap. Well, you basically just need your flour, your rolling papers, a grinder is helpful if you have it. Not necessary though. So two items, a lighter, you're good to go. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> what I would call a joint's big brother, you have blunts. <laughs> Usually blunts are distinguished by being an emptied out cigar wrapper that has been then refilled with cannabis and then resealed. Next on our list is pipes. And as I mentioned earlier, I do enjoy the pipe because it's super easy to clean. It's very straightforward. It's small. It's compact for the most part. It's handheld. It's my go-to. And I think after doing a little more research, I should probably stop using it. (laughs) We'll see. Same. I, I know that I should not be using a pipe. I should be doing something else. But right now, well, I have a lot of vape pens laying around. So bongs or otherwise known as water pipes for people like bong just sounds like a dirty word. I feel like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) bong, (laughs) bong, bong. Yeah. So, (laughs) so they have what you'd call a chamber and then you hold the, the, you have a, what's also called this a stem you're using a dry smoking flower. You're going to have a dry flower. The bowl, which is where you put your cannabis. Then you have the down stem that goes down into your water chamber. Chamber. Thank you. The base of the bong. Right. Some have like little diffusion slits at the bottom. Some water pipes actually use ice. And this is for cooling the the vapor down as it's going through into your lungs and then at the very top where you put your mouth is the mouthpiece (laughs) (laughs) clever shocking (laughs) there have been points in my life where i've enjoyed smoking out of a bong but 
so other times where I'm like, it's too much work, like mm-hmm. to put it together and use it and keep it clean. Clean again, cleaning, cleaning, yeah. the cleaning issue. I think that pretty much covers what we wanted to talk about with smoking. I guess one last other note is we did mention bubblers and bubblers and bubblers and bongs are pretty much the same thing. Smaller versions kind of. So that's what I'm using today. And then this is perfect. I didn't even think about the symmetry of this. I'm using a bubbler. That's how we're closing out the smoking section. You're using a vaporizer. It's time to kick off the vaporizing section. Yay. Let's talk about vaporizers. (laughs) And we thought this was going to be a short episode. I know. We were like, 20 minutes. This could take 20 minutes. (laughs) No. No, it's not. Never. It never does. (laughs) Vaporizing differs from smoking because with smoking, you are, in fact, burning up the entirety of everything that the flower is usually. So you have two types of vaporizers. You have dry herb vaporizers, which you could just use with flour. And then you have concentrate vaporizers, which uses, what do they call it? Distill, basically just distilled. Condensed. Trichomes, yeah. Right, right. Concentrated. It's more of a fine mist. I think the definition point is combustion. It never combusts. Right. You're toasting. You're toasting your herb, basically. It's granulating. It's making granulated caramel. Exactly. Lots of people say that vaporizing is healthier. The the jury's kind of out on that, though, that they're not really sure if it is. And it also depends on making sure you're getting your, especially if you're using concentrates, you better be getting your concentrates from a reliable vendor because don't, don't buy discount vapes. Okay. This is how so many people got into trouble with the nicotine vapes. They bought non-lunched shit. Mm -hmm. Right. Vaporizers also though, they say are one of the reasons they say are better though, is that it doesn't release the carcinogenic components that can happen with any sort of combustion. And that's always beneficial to help with any lung irritation or, or respiratory problems. It just, and, and it tastes better for the most part. <laughs> I like how it tastes more than smoking it. But again, I'm lazy, so I don't want to wait for a vaporizer to warm up. <laughs> right. And you say it tastes better, which it, it does. It's, a, it's cleaner, obviously. It doesn't just burst it. And we'll talk about this a little bit more, but it also, with a, a lot of vaporizers, you can control that burn point, which is super helpful, again, in sorting out how your body responds to different cannabinoids and, and terpenes. Well, and being, being able to target the terpenes that you want using temperature. So there are a lot of new vaporizers out there that have like full temperature control that you can just basically pick like exactly the point of the thing you're looking for. And it won't release any of the stuff that goes above that. Obviously, anything below that is going to be released, helping you tune into the exact combination of terpenes and cannabinoids that you are looking for. Which, like, like to my point earlier, would be really helpful if I'm trying to start to avoid myrcene. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can really sort out which is the exact temperature I want to get to right under for the myrcene activation. Well, we found this cool chart. So like you would want to take your, unfortunately for you, that means you are only going up to maybe 330. Okay. 
So you'll miss out on lemonine and linalool and you will not get the THCV, but I, as far as I can tell, that's no big loss. So, okay. Probably in five years, we'll know more about that. Yeah. (laughs) We can hope. Like Gretchen said though, there are really two types of vaporizers, dry herb chambers and concentrate chambers. The dry herb is pretty self-explanatory. I've, in my experience, it's always ground down. I don't know if it's the same with other vaporizers, but that's what I've seen. For the most part, part of that is similar to like a cooking concept is you want all similar size pieces. So it all cooks at the same rate. Because if you have like larger chunks, it's going to be harder for your heat to penetrate through your herb. So if you're grinding it up and making kind of a nice even layer, it's much easier to heat it at a consistent rate. I love that comparison. That makes perfect sense. I love that. Look, I know some shit. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Mad Gretchenist. And then concentrate cartridges compared to an orange juice concentrate. It's really just a condensation of trichomes and just the good shit. No, just the good shit. shit. Trichomes are important, as we have said before, but because that's where terpenes and cannabinoids are produced. So concentrates contain only the terpenes and cannabinoids. They don't have all that other plant material. Yeah. Makes it much more efficient. There are several brands out there that you buy a base and then you get replaceable heads cool there are also rigs you can buy to put on some sort of portable vaporizer that you can use but you have portable and then you have tabletop are usually two options the most popular tabletop version is a volcano which is kind of a fun thing to do i was like i should really get one of those because they they work by filling up a receptacle full of smoke so you could just fill up a receptacle of smoke and kind of work on it for a while that's nice And you're not wasting anything. Right. And then otherwise you have things that work more like a pipe where you're just putting your dried herb in and then smoking it directly. Yeah, because that's basic. It's the same format for nicotine. So it's sort of a liquid. I don't know. But liquid isn't quite the right word for it, but it's waxy. It's more of a wax. Yeah, honey almost. Yes, that is what it looks like usually. Which is part of our cocktail today. So another hello connection. Bringing it all together. Can you tell us a little more about the different boiling points of the terpenes and other compounds? Like what's the lowest point and what's the highest point? Well, according to this chart we found on Leafly, which we will put in the blog. We do love Leafly. They They have good info. Pinene is the lowest at 311 degrees Fahrenheit. 155 centigrade. And then on the high end, you have THCV, which is a cannabinoid. So pinene is a terpene. THCV is a cannabinoid. That is 428 is where that's released. But that's like kind of way far away because linalool vaporizes at 388 degrees Fahrenheit, 388 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's even another, what was that? 40 degrees past that. So most of the terpenes are activated between 311 and 388 degrees Fahrenheit. The terpenes, yes. Okay. And then you've got that one cannabinoid that's way the fuck out there. (laughs) (laughs) The outlier cannabinoid. (laughs) Because look, THC, so that's THCV that's way the fuck out there. But THC actually only, only needs to get to 315. 
Mm, And CBD is at 356. Right. So I'm curious, I'm excited to get to the ingestion part because I want to understand better how the terpenes, if terpenes are activated at a certain point, how does that work with your body ingesting them by food or by drinking? We may never know. No, I'm kidding. Hopefully we'll know (laughs) next episode. (laughs) We may not. Let's not set the expectation too high here. Hopefully Mm -hmm. someone knows or they're investigating it. Speaking of burning things, how's your burn? (laughs) Real quick. It's healed. Yeah. It's pink. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, you got it. That's a good one. I know. (laughs) Gretchen burned her arm. And then a couple days later, I burned my arm. So we're mind melding, Glutton Ears. It's happening. It's happening. Except for the parts where I picked off the scab. Eek. I Uh, kept hitting mine on things. So what, there's one piece of it or one end of it that just kept getting like ripped off, butchered all the time. Yeah. And I just kept being like, I'm so sorry. I know you're going to scar now. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, I, the first, one of the first days I had this, I hit my arm on like something (laughs) at the barn. And so like, I was like, Oh God, not here. Right dirty out here the least like you go to very few places right now and that's the least sterile of them (laughs) it is it's the least (laughs) sterile place that I go (laughs) I mean I think that's in general most of the time it's like the barn is the least sterile place that I go always not even just during COVID right because if we haven't mentioned it or if you if this if this episode is your first entrance into high gluttony not only does Gretchen have a plethora of cats and rabbits at her house she also takes care of two horses at a different property so she is constantly surrounded by animals all types of animals she's a master animal whisperer and so now we're talking about her being at the barn with the two horses that she takes care of of course of course because I I don't I'm not any kind of weird overachiever with animals or anything no oh my god no not even a little bit no no to what we're talking about If you get too high, don't freak out. I think we've both told stories about being too high on this episode, or not in this episode, mm-hmm. on this on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Just, you know, try and keep breathing. If you use a meditation app, that might be a nice place to start. You know, put on a nature program. Nature is always nice. Makes you feel good when you're high. Sometimes. Sometimes it makes me sad. Ugh, everybody dies. <laughs> like animals have to murder and it's just hard. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, that's me. nature nature is hard for you. Nature is very nature hard. is complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do there's one doc series that's just like the mating rituals of birds. That one is hysterical. It <laughs> it is so entertaining. There you go. Tips straight from Becca. <laughs> Bird mating documentaries are where it's at <laughs> when you're high. Yep. <laughs> okay. And as we said before, uh, apparently either smelling pepper or chewing on peppercorns can help you eat something sweet because it'll crash. Yeah, it crashes your blood sugar, so that doesn't help. Mm-hmm. I know I always feel very anxious when my blood sugar is tanking. Mm-hmm. And if you have it, 
consume some CBD because CBD does help counteract some of the negative responses of THC sometimes. And then we saw, and we've had these moments too, of just call a friend, have somebody to just (laughs) talk to. Eating it's the worst because that's going to take the longest to metabolize, but you'll be okay. Drink some water. Anything, Anything soothing. Most bad THC experiences come with anxiety. So (laughs) paranoia, exactly. It's all a bundle when it's happening, when you're in it. Indeed. But that's what's exciting about the more research into terpenes and cannabinoids, because the more we know in advance and the more we understand about our own body, the better able we are to avoid having any sort of negative reaction. Just getting to a point of saying, I really get creative when lemonine is the dominant terpene. So I'm going to find those strains. Just learning more and more about it. Exactly. So explore, enjoy. And thanks for joining us on another CannaQuest. I guess every time we say CannaQuest, do we have to clap? I know I was going to say consumption. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obviously, we have to do that again. Consumption! Part one. <laughs> Maybe you should listen to the Beatles and Fiddler on the Roof <laughs> when, you're, <laughs> when you're making the cocktail video. Oh, speaking of cocktail video, we're talking about this because Gretchen is making the cocktail video of the Sgt. Pepper's Old Fashioned that we made. And we'll be sharing that on all of our social media and linking to it at highgluttony.com along with all of our other resources that we used. And follow us on Instagram and our page on Facebook. And yeah, we need to start putting up more YouTube videos. <laughs> I know, because you're making them. We just got to do just it. just never put them up. <laughs> we are, oh my gosh. We will. We will. We're doing things. We will. <laughs> be a huge dump of just videos that'll like cascade forth one day <laughs> people will be like what the fuck where did all these come from <laughs> backlog sorry <laughs> sorry so are we closing it out with the consumption <laughs> okay on three i guess <laughs> one, one two two three Con- consumption. consumption part one part one <laughs> I don't know how that's going to sound. I don't know either. either. We tried. Thanks for joining us. We hope you had fun. We'll catch you during the next CannaQuest on ingestion or consumption part two. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) How do I stop recording?